0: You got all your shit or what? I think so. Finish your yawn. Recording (sighs) professional. You got everything? Yes. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the weekday Cliff Notes version of "Open a Fucking Book." A day late. I'm Kevin. I'm Stephanie. And uh, now we kind of get around to shit and whatever we fucking get around to shit, I guess.
1: Well, a lot of things happened yesterday. Yeah, and...
0: it's been it's been a busy couple weeks, so forgive us for falling behind a little bit. As long as the Saturday show go out goes out when it's supposed to, I think I think we'll be all right.
1: Look who came to give me special kisses. Who? Apollo. He's between my legs. Oh. Well, not those special kisses. <laughs> let me, let me just, he peeked his head from underneath the table <laughs> oh, and pointed up toward my face to yeah. try to give me kisses. Yeah, we're back
0: in the living room, so now we got the animal to, to deal with. Don't let him pull the He
1: thing. didn't, I All I right. moved it,
0: not him. All right, well, let's get right into it, um... I'll do a little news before we get to the books. Uh, August 29th is Independent Bookstore Day. Ooh. Uh, rescheduled Independent Bookstore Day 2020. Well, it's coming up here in a few days. Saturday is the 29th. Yeah. Yeah, so Saturday. And uh, bookstores around the country have solidified their plans for the annual celebration of bookselling. More than 600 stores are participating this year. And Washington Nationals pitcher Sean Doolittle is this year's IBD ambassador.
1: I want to go book shopping on Saturday. Yeah, we're not
0: going to a store on Saturday.
1: There's this cute one that I always pass when I go grocery shopping that I've wanted to stop at and look at.
0: What's that? An independent bookstore?
1: It's... <clears throat> i don't know what you mean by independent bookstore
0: an independent like an independently owned bookstore is it not barnes and noble or books a million or anything like that in a a a, a person owns it instead of a yeah
1: it's um <sighs> let me see if i can look up the name of it. i don't remember what the name of it is
0: okay well she does that i'll get to the next story that i have the second of uh, the last story I have. um Booksellers to America save the post office, which I think we can all agree that the post office does need saving. At a time when the USPS is facing severe cuts and the postmaster general is talking about introducing scaled scaled rates depending on location, Danny Kane, owner of the Raven Bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, I'm sorry, makes a clear case for the importance of the post office to bookstores. Quote. I recently did an experiment. I used my bookstore's postage software to generate three quotes for shipping the same hardcover book to the same address. I knew how it would end up. But the results still shocked me. FedEx Home Delivery. Take a while to guess how much FedEx Home Delivery was for, for this hardcover book to be shipped to this. It doesn't say how heavy it was. But a, a hardcover novel. Uh, FedEx Home Delivery.
1: Twenty five dollars to $35. dollars
0: Fourteen oh three. Oh, Damn. UPS Ground. You were closer. 25. 2387. USPS Media Mail. 12 bucks.
1: $2.94. I should have said lower because I just shipped three books and a couple things to my friend today, and it was four pounds, four and a half ounces, and it cost like $12 to yeah. ship priority.
0: Yeah. So, I'll carry on with his quote. The results of my experiment are clear; are a clear reminder that without the United States Postal Service, independent bookstores have little chance of making it. The USPS enables the innovations Indies need to survive. According to the Office of the USPS Inspector General, lower rates for educational materials originated in the first federal postal, postal policy, which recognized that disseminating newspapers at below-cost postage would advance the important social goal of educating the electorate. So, media mail is more than just a cheap book rate. It's the government's show of confidence in the importance of well-read, well-informed citizens. Part of the magic of the USPS is that individuals don't have to negotiate rates. The USPS is required by law, to offer the same rates to every person and address in the United States, rather than think of USPS as a business that needs to turn a profit, let's treat it as the essential government service that it is. A service that has literally been around longer than the office of the president. goes all the way back to the Pony Express days before we even had a real government set up. It's the oldest institution in America. It probably needs to stick around. Independent bookstore owners need it. Because at a time when you can't go to a store, go into a store and just shop, or you got to do the stuff online if you're doing it through an independent bookstore, they have to ship it to you. If you have to pay the shipping, and you have to pay an extra $20 on top of that for them to ship it to you, more than likely... You're just going to get the book from Amazon or Books a Million or Barnes and Noble, because they can they can absorb the cost of shipping it to you, or you can have a Prime membership; they ship it to you for free. Independent bookstores can't do that, so, and yet another reason for the post office to not fucking go bankrupt.
1: Yes. Okay, I found the name of that bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Edwardsville, Illinois. For those of you who are close enough, <laughs> it's called Afterwards Books. It's called What? Afterwards Books. Okay. Um, it's a family owned bookstore. Uh, they have new and used books. They have books from indie authors. It's kind of like that Left Bank Books in St. Louis that we went to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But they also have. Do they have uh, a cat that wanders around? I hope so, but I, I'm not sure. But they they have a trade for credit program, free children's story times, book clubs for all ages, and much more. So I, I kind of want to go check it out.
0: Okay, well, I'm, that might be a thing where you go check it out while I stay home because I I'm around people literally every day, and I kind of just like to relax.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't want to take the kids to a bookstore
0: yeah, either. Me. All right, so um, do you, you, you got a story? You got any news? Um,
1: the only news I have was actually from last night uh, from CBS Baltimore, from their staff, Barnes & Noble is closing their power, pa- power plant location at Baltimore's Inner Harbor. Barnes & Noble will close their Inner Harbor location in Baltimore at the end of the week, the bookstore announced late last night or yesterday or on Tuesday, sorry, whatever day of the week it is. They opened it in nineteen ninety eight, so it's been going around for a very long time, and it sucks saying that it's a very long time because you know <laughs> we were
0: thriving yeah. in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, every every time we're like watching TV or a movie or something, and I like, how how old is this movie? I pull up pull it up no matter what end of the 90s it's in if i see 90s i go oh it's not that old and then you think for a second you're like fuck yeah it is what the fuck that's like yeah 30 years old so they they are closing the
1: location to focus resources on improving other bookstores in the area and around the country um they're going to invest in new stores as well uh one of which is now in rockville maryland i don't know if Barnes and Noble is gonna to try to buy more independent bookstores or just
0: Well, I hope not. I mean, they pretty much took over Borders. Oh, well, Borders went out of business. I don't know if that was a buyout or not. I'm not I'm not savvy to the, that whole I went to Borders pl- plenty when I was younger, but I don't know the whole ins and outs of what happened with them going under. There's like Walden Books, and I, I don't, I don't know if they just went under, or if they were bought out. Because we had uh, some Borders around where we are, and they didn't get turned into Barnes and Nobles. They got turned into like old time grocery stores and shit. So I don't, I don't know what all happened there.
1: Oh no, I'd like to see more bookstores.
0: Independent bookstores, not Barnes & Noble's.
1: Well, even... I would love not to have to drive 30 to 45 minutes to get to a freaking bookstore.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, and I just said, independent bookstores. Any bookstore. No.
1: Well, yeah, I prefer an, in, an yeah, independent one. Independent.
0: We don't need any more Barnes & Noble's or Books of Millions. We need independent bookstores because they're just going to get bigger and all the mom and, shop pla- mom and pop places are going to be closed down. We need more independent bookstores. And we need to shop at more independent bookstores. I do. Okay. Let's get to the uh, four books of the week. We'll start with fiction. It's Sisters by Daisy Johnson. No, not the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s character. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: from From a Booker Prize finalist at International Literary Star, a blazing portrait of one darkly riveting sibling relationship from the inside out born just 10 months apart july and september are thick as thieves never needing anyone but each other now following a case of school bullying the teens have moved away with their single mother to a long abandoned family home near the shore in their new isolated life july finds that a deep bond she has always shared with september is shifting in ways she cannot entirely understand A creeping sense of dread and unease descends inside the house. Meanwhile, outside, the sisters push boundaries of behavior until a series of shocking encounters test the limits of their shared experience and forces shocking revelations about the girl's past and future. Written with radically invented language and imagery by an author whose work has been described as entrancing, a force of nature, and weird, and wild and wonderfully unsettling, Sisters is a one-two punch of wild fury and heartache—a taut, powerful, and deeply moving account of sibling love and what happens when two sisters must face face each other's darkest impulses. From Riverhead Books, comes out this is August. Uh, it's only two hundred twenty-four pages,
1: so it's kind of like a novella, maybe uh, a little bit bigger than a novella. Yeah,
0: that it's a, it's a three-hour book for you no
1: that's less than
0: three-hour book for me okay uh non-fiction again nowadays all the nonfiction is about <clears throat> trump or family or people who are calling him out so live wired the inside story of the ever-changing brain by david eagleman <laughs> okay what does drug withdrawal have in common with the broken heart Why is the enemy of memory not time, but other memories? How can a blind person learn to see with her tongue, or a deaf person learn to hear with his skin? Why did many people in 1980s mistakenly perceive book pages to be slightly red in color? Why is the world's best archer armless? Might we someday control a robot with our thoughts, just as we do our fingers and toes? Why do we dream at night? And what does that have to do with the rotation of the Earth? The answers to these questions are right behind our eyes. The greatest technology we have ever discovered on our planet is the three-pound organ carried in a vault of the skull. This book is not simply about what the brain is, it's about what it does. The magic of the brain is not found in the parts it's made of, but the way those parts unceasingly reweave themselves in, in electric living fabric. In Live Wired, you will surf the leading edge of neuroscience atop the anecdotes and metaphors that have made David Eagleman one of the best scientific translators of our generation. Covering decades of research to the present day, Live Wired also presents new discoveries from Eagleman's own laboratory, from synesthesia to dreaming to wearable neurotech devices that revolutionize how we think about the senses. That is from Pantheon books out 20 August 2020, page count about 320. So again, not a huge book, but probably filled with stuff though. Okay, so
1: he's a neuroscientist and a neuropsychologist
0: and and a, and a scientific translator.
1: So that sounds really cuz that's that's kind of like whenever I was studying psychology, that's some of the things I wanted to, to write about, you know, like because it seems like he's putting in a person's environment and their upbringing and seeing how things are coming out. That's what he's testing. And that's what I, I constantly see every day with our children. And it that seems pretty neat. That might be a nonfiction book I'd have to get.
0: Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code, for thebeardstruggle.com. Gentlemen, have you grown out that beard? Are you just starting? Well, if you're like me, you began to notice pretty quickly that the skin underneath all that hair can get pretty dry and flaky. And trust me when I tell you, beard dandruff sucks. And the people over the beard struggle know this and have made it their life's work to develop the best products to make growing and keeping that beard as painless as possible. Over time, the ingredients in their formulas have proven themselves not just because their customers have had enormous success with them, but because they have worked for centuries. They use 100% natural ingredients, never test on animals and promise a 90 day money back guarantee from the day and night oils, the shampoos and conditioners all the way to the ingenious beard straightener. They have everything you need to tame that face fur. And I use them. My beard has never looked felt or smelled better. Just ask my wife. So go to thebeardstruggle.com all one word, or click on our link in the show notes and use our new exclusive discount code AUDIO15 at checkout for 15% off. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now and feast your face! Now, um, I have a t-shirt that we got a while back. It's one of those um, three-quarter sleeve t-shirts. And it has a... Uh, they took a children's book... And they occulted up the picture on it to, I believe it's the um, Who Wants to Sell Their Soul, if I remember right. I I haven't worn it in a while because it's more of a cold weather thing and it's the middle of fucking summer. So the kids' book, My Little Occult Book Club, by Stephen Rhodes. My Little Occult Book Club is a hilarious collection of Stephen Rhodes' parody book covers for the aspiring occultist, exorcist, necromancer, and more, illustrated in his fan-favorite artistic twists on retro 70s and 80s children's books. The humorous fake titles include Sell Your Soul, Economics for Children, Necromancy for Beginners, and Caring for Your Demon Cat, and much more.
1: So it's just a book of the covers of...
0: Uh, written in a playful voice that parodies subscription book catalogs. Features puzzles, activities, and even a free fold-out poster. Funny fake mail order offers for gifts such as cursed video cassettes. <laughs> Whether you're looking for a health guide for your changing werewolf body or simple instruction to alien abduction, the silly and twisted read features a wide selection of books for any occult need for fans of dark humor nostalgic horror and vintage books alike, don't wait, order today, perfect gift for fans of Stranger Things, It The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina add it to the shelf with books like Yiddish with Dick and Jane by <laughs> Ellis Weiner, and Barbara Davelman and My Best Friend's Exorcism a novel by Grady Hendrix uh, from Chronicle Books uh, 80 pages Ages
1: 8 to 12. <laughs> it's, well, I'm just going to have to pretend that I fit into that
0: age range. And our uh, anniversary
1: is coming up, so maybe I'll get it for you and okay. just read it.
0: The Sell Your Soul Economics for Children, I believe, is the one I have on my shirt.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds like I it. I believe it like, is. Like the and lemonade stands. Yeah, and, and it's
0: fucking great. I love it. We got it at a Spencer's. And it's great.
1: Yeah, because I had gotten a couple shirts yeah. and you could get another one for half off or free and I told you to go grab another uh-huh. shirt and, and that, that was... That's what
0: one I came back with. Yeah. Okay. And our young adult novel, Kind of a Big Deal, by Shannon Hale. Uh, from Shannon Hale, best-selling author of Austin Land, comes Kind of a Big Deal, a hilarious madcap story that will suck you in, literally. There's nothing worse than peeking in high school. Nobody knows that better than Josie Pye. She was kind of a big deal. She dropped out of high school to be a star. But the bigger you are, the harder you fall. And Josie fell. hard. Ouch. Broadway dream? Dead. Meanwhile, her life keeps imploding. Best friend? Distant. Boyfriend? Busy. Mom? Not playing with a full deck. Desperate to escape, Josie? Gets into reading. Literally. She reads a book, and suddenly, she's inside it. And with each book, she's a different character. A post-apocalyptic... a (laughs) 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 post-apop... my favorite genre in the world, I can't fucking say. A post-apocalyptic heroine. The lead in a YA rom-com. A 17th century wench in a corset. It's alarming, but also kind of amazing. It's the perfect way to live out her fantasies. Book after book, Josie, the failed star, finds new ways to shine. But the longer she stays in a story, the harder it becomes to escape. Will Josie find the story so good that she stays in forever? From Roaring Book Press, August 2020. It's a 400-page book, so it's, it's the longest one we've covered so far today for ages 13 to 17. It's a YA novel, so it's more like 13 to 45 or 50. Or
1: 99, however young you feel.
0: I suppose. What do you think?
1: I think it sounds kind of interesting, because whenever I read a book, I
0: I delve into it. Yeah, but it seems like she actually fall- gets goes into the book.
1: I know, that's why I'm saying, like, I, when I read, one of the reasons I read so fast is because I, I see the words, I read the words, but they are going... Through my mind in picture form, and I'm playing a movie.
0: See, one of the problems I have with my reading is that while I'm reading or while I'm listening to a book, I soon after start imagining what like a movie or TV show would be like, and I start like casting characters and figuring out the best way to film it, the best way to present it. Most books I imagine would be better as a TV show or a miniseries than a movie, because movies always fuck them up. And and that distracts me from actually reading or listening, so usually I have to go back and reread a lot of shit that I already read, because I wasn't really reading it. My eyes were just glossing over the words. So
1: That's fine to do, and a lot of other readers do that too. We... I'm not going to say we. I'm going to say I don't do that while I'm reading. When I'm not reading, I'll think of, like, oh... Okay, who could play uh, Cassian in a Court of Thrones and Roses? Or who could play Rays in First Grave on the Right by Durander Jones? And all of the that, and then you get an image in your head so that when you're reading it, that person pops into your head. So you have your main characters, you have your sub characters, and then you're reading and as you're reading you're seeing these people and then you have your your T V show in your head.
0: Okay. Well, what do you got?
1: Uh I just have three books that are getting ready to come out. Um I don't know if it's pronounced Jenna or Gina. It's G E N A Schulter. Uh, she wrote the Alice in Zombieland series.
0: Okay.
1: Uh she's written a lot more books. She has several romance series uh as well. But she has The Glass Queen, The Forest of Good and Evil, coming out September 29th, which I will be getting. And then she has a book that has no cover yet, and it's called The Warlord, Rise of the Warlords. Um, Right now it's only available on Kindle. Hopefully, you know, it might be available hardback, paperback, whatever. Um, The title will be released on february 23rd of 2021 and then she has a another book that doesn't have a cover revealed and the title will be released on december 31st 2020 and it's called darkness eternal it doesn't say it but i'm guessing it's part of her uh demonic paranormal romance theory because the the darkness darkest promise it kind of fits in with that if not then you know it might be an interesting read because i like you know dark demonic stuff i read but then i saw something else of hers that i thought was interesting because Mm -hmm. one of my favorite authors dorinda jones has a book and it's part of this 1001 dark nights thing and gina Schulter has a book under that too and I'm going to be doing a little bit of research to see exactly how many authors are writing for the 1001 Dark Nights book, because they're all get because they're they're just little novellas, and it seems like with Dorinda's, it carried on with the Charlie Davidson series, but it was le- uh, sub characters, not main characters, so I'm wondering if. Gina Schultz does too. And if so, what series? Because it's titled The Darkest Assassin and it's part of the Underworld novella. I don't know what series that belongs to. If you do, tweet us and let me know, please. Because that's shit's going to give me an excuse to buy more books.
0: Mm, well, while we're talking about tweeting us, why don't you give out our socials real quick and get away from the whole book buying discussion. Okay.
1: On the Instagram and Twitter... I am at E C J B A T. We are at OpenA F-I-N-G book. And we are also at
0: Audio Parfait. I am Young ETAM six on Twitter, Young ETAM on Instagram. You can get our Goodreads at Goodreads.com slash audio parfait. Stephanie's putting up the books that she's reading, has read. Um, if you if she puts it up that she is reading it and then you blink, it'll probably change to has read and a new book will appear. Um, we'll also have the books that I have been researching and that Stephanie will begin to research for our Saturday shows for our biographies on the world's most famous authors. Uh, you can email us, info at dot com. Let us know if there's any books that you're reading that you would like for us to talk about or authors that you would like for us to cover. Go to our webpage, audioparfait.com. You can get all the episodes of this, the weekday Cliff Notes, and our Saturday show where we cover the authors, plus... Our other podcast I know it's not real but that had to hurt Where we cover wrestling Everything we love and hate about it We're we're going to try to reformat the show here this week And cover more of the wrestling side And less of the rumor mill side of it uh, Come back for our Saturday show Episode 3 of Douglas Adams The whole thing comes to an end The grand finale. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash audio parfait. Change it up a little bit. Change the tiers. Uh, We got some wonderful stickers from our friend at Old Red Sofa on Etsy. Sent us um, some Spotify coded stickers. You just go to Spotify, click on the search, hit the camera, and take a picture with it, and the show pops right up. So if you go on Patreon, you can sign up. Uh, sign up with patreon and you will get those along with your membership depending on what tier you. if you do the like one dollar tier it'll just be a shout out but if you do the three dollar tier you get a sticker you do five dollar tier you get all the stickers go to old red sofa on etsy and order some stuff from them they they did a great job everything works perfectly they look great uh the colors i originally wanted wouldn't work for the code the they weren't um contrasting enough for your camera to pick it up they got a hold of me talked to me about it we came up with a solution mailed them to us everything was perfect so go check them out on etsy um and again independent bookstore day is coming up this weekend go to your library go to your local bookstore do what you can for them you know spend a couple dollars if you have it i understand a lot of people don't have it right now But if you if you do have a couple dollars to spend, um, go buy a book. Go to your library and volunteer if they take volunteers. It it it's really one of the best things you can do right now to help you know your community out. And I believe that is it.
1: That is it. That is it. That
0: is it. All right. Well, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And between now and the time we get to talk to you again, do yourself a favor.
1: Go open a fucking book. All
0: right, guys. We'll see you.
1: Bye, guys.